Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roasted Games Podcast. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Bill Price. And today we take a look back into the year that was 2019. Welcome to season two. <laughs> at the beginning of season two, we start with a look back. Yes. Which is, I think it's appropriate. Take a look back at all the fond memories we had of last year. It was a good year for gaming. A lot of cool things happened. Yeah. And we're going to get into some of the stuff that we, some of our thoughts and experiences over the last year. But first, we should start where we always start on what have we been playing? What have we been playing? Well, um, <clears throat> I have been playing lots and lots of things. So I will just mention a few highlights here. Um, one game I finally got to the table last week uh, is a Kickstarter from uh, Galactic Raptor Games, which uh, one of the people behind Galactic Raptor Games is uh, our old friend Carla Kopp, who yeah. you could find an interview with on a previous episode. Episode number <laughs> and um, <laughs> which, I'm not sure exactly which one that is, but um, and that is Animal Kingdoms. And Animal Kingdoms is a I'm going to describe it as kind of a set collection-y type of um, uh, area control game. Basically, you have um, uh, five of these kingdoms, these animal kingdoms, uh, ranging in different sizes. So each uh, each one has a certain number of spots on it that you can take with your uh, your animal meeples. And the way that you place animal meeples is you have a hand of cards, and it's uh, there's like eight different suits that are all different animals ranging from one to eight in number and the artwork is gorgeous beautiful beautiful artwork the the production value is very high really really no complaints there um and every uh there's these this big deck of little mini cards that you place on each kingdom uh for each turn and it changes up what can be placed at that kingdom so you may have um odd numbers only on this one or um you may have one that's like no repeating beasts uh you might have one that's um only the number four and five and six can be played there um one might be you know uh any beast that is not a neighboring beast so anything that's not one of the kingdoms next to it that's not the last card laid out you can um so and there's there's tons of these there's probably 50 or 60 of these so you're always going to play like really really different games but you have these cards in your hand and on your turn you can lay it down in front of a kingdom and then place a meeple at that kingdom um or you can uh if you don't want to play anything or can't play anything you can discard a card and draw from the pile and it keeps going around until everyone has you can also pass um, first one to pass out of the game and um, be out of that round takes a extra point token. Uh, you don't really know which one it is. It can be like two, four, five, or six, I think. Or two, three, four, and five. Um, so there, there you get a little benefit for, for dipping out early. But the other way to, to be done with that round is to place on the last open location in that kingdom, which is the capital city. That will immediately exit you from the game, and everyone else keeps playing until they've claimed a capital city or also done the same thing. Um, Then at the scoring round, there's uh, random tokens that uh, show the value of each kingdom. It's going to be different in each game. So sometimes some uh, different kingdoms are going to be worth different amounts, and it goes up as the game progresses. And uh, so if you're on a capital city, you move into what's called a council spot. So you basically get a permanent location there, permanent meeple on that for future rounds. And there's three rounds altogether. And uh, it may sound convoluted, but it is, uh, it's, it's very easy to understand, easy to grasp, easy to explain, um, super easy to play. Uh, it gets in a real good cadence going around the table. Um, and it is... Just it's more than I expected it to be. I went in it into it not expecting a whole heck of a lot. It was a really beautiful game, and I like to support uh, independent designers and things like that. Um, but even my wife Kirsten, who is not 
I mean, she plays board games with the best of them, but she's not one who walks around talking about board games. It's just not part of her thing. Uh, she was in the car the other day, and she's like, man, I keep thinking about Animal Kingdoms, and that was act that was so, so fun. It was a really good game. I'm like, yeah, you know, I've been thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like, it kind of hits you afterwards how good a design it was. So uh. that's Animal Kingdoms. If you can get your hands on it, I'd highly recommend. Yeah, it's a um, beautiful game too like just the all the art is just amazing it reminds me of uh do you remember the book animalia yeah yeah it's like yeah. animalia that uh, alphabet alliteration book yeah um, it does it, yeah i could vibrant see vibrant and beautiful detail yeah it is really really pretty art um very well produced um so what have what have you i've played <coughs> i played virtually nothing i've been at death's door you it have. feels like for the last two weeks of uh being amazingly sick sicker than i have been in and any time since I that I can remember, um, so I've actually really done very little. Of uh, I've been here's what I've been doing. I've been getting games out, and then I've been like, ugh, I need to lay down, and then I go lay down, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't play anything. So, so yeah, I'm gonna lean heavily on your experiences right now. But um, I uh, I did get a few plays in before I was felled by illness of uh, Quacks of Quedlinburg, uh, which I got for Christmas, which is, uh, we've talked about it before, but I, I don't own it, and I, well, now I do. And so I've been um, really playing that, because on my previous play, uh, A, I played wrong, and then I did get a, a regular play in, which is great, but I've been really exploring that game a lot with my family, and that's been just a blast. So um, I've been mo- mostly playing Quacks, and uh, that's pretty much it. I feel like that's all I've been really getting to the table. Okay. Well, I'm just going to mention one more and then tell a fun story about yeah. a game that you were supposed to be in on, but we're too I sick. bailed. I bailed on all yes. the gameplays I was supposed to be on the last um, couple of weeks. So a game I did want to quick talk about is a game called Bees, The Secret Kingdom. And it basically just hit the street in December. So it's still a 2019 game, but um, it is... I. The best I can describe it is... Uh, if Splendor had a card game and it was um, reskinned as bees, like buzz, buzz, bees, pollen, and honeybees. <laughs> so basically, there's these four different um, colors of pollen, and uh, they're represented by gems. And then your your idea, the whole idea is that you're buying these honey cards that are worth points. And also, some of them can do uh, special actions and stuff, like let you take another turn or let you draw an extra uh, pollen or something like that. And each one is wor- uh, each one costs a certain number of pollen. So one will be like uh, this one's three purples and a blue, and this next one might be a red, two yellows, and uh, purple or something like that. And they're worth one, two, or three points. And uh, if you can't, if you don't have the, the gems to buy, then you can uh, go search for pollen where you draw these two cards in the deck. You pick one, uh, and it'll give you some gems, and it'll give everyone else usually one gem. So, like, you might play this one that says you take two blues, and everyone else takes a blue. Or you take uh, a yellow and a red, and everyone else can take either a yellow or a red. So, uh, it, it does... It, the, the turns are very, very fast, uh, so there's almost no downtime. And on top of that, everyone's turn is kind of like your turn, too, because uh, there's very much a chance that you could be getting something on other people's turns. So uh, it's extremely fast. Uh, it plays two to six, so it plays a lot of players. So it's, uh, it's extremely fast, 15 minutes or less. We played games in probably 10 minutes. Uh, that's the first thing that somebody commented on, and this was in a five-player game. Somebody's like, wow, that was over quick. I'm like, yeah, right? It does, does not outstay its welcome. It is very simple. It's very light, very basic, but super fun for what it is and kind of goes in my new bag of games I can, small games I can pull out and play in 15 minutes or less a la um, like love letter or parade or something like that. So nice. um, that is bees, the secret kingdom. Yeah, it looks. I was looking at the art too. That's also a really, really neat looking game. I it, love bees too. It is. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's been a, a bee bunch theme. of bee games come yeah, out this, this year. year. Yeah, uh, there's three that I can think of. I know there's one bee, uh, bee lives. Um, 
they we only have the summer or something but uh and that one's like this almost like more advanced heavier euro type right. game whereas this is just super simple light card game um but yeah that's uh bees the secret kingdom so um <clears throat> oh man i thought it was a picture a photo but i think it's actually a it, a, it an is. image yeah i'm pretty pretty sure uh, it is a painted image the uh so the game that uh, Kaz was supposed to be in on is yes. our, our annual t- uh, Twilight Imperium 4 game. Yeah. Uh, which we played right around the same time the, the previous year. Uh, I think we played five. Mm-hmm. Um, this time we were going to get together for a four-player game. And Kaz was super duper duper sick. Yeah. So sick. Wanted to make so it, but I... Sick. Would not have been fun <laughs> at the table, or no. I would not have been having fun. No. So we played three-player. <clears throat> And TI4 plays surprisingly well at, at three player. We built our own uh, custom galaxy or whatever it's called. And um, it it was super duper fun. I think it took four and a half hours maybe. Okay, that's uh, not bad at all. Uh, for, for three of us. And um, it's a fun story because I left having lost, having come in dead last. Um, uh, and... The uh, the winner was actually originally Brandon, who was tied with Kevin, but Brandon had the tiebreaker. Ah, okay. So I'm driving home, and I get a text from Kevin that's like, hey, refresh my memory. How did how did Bill get up to uh, 10 points uh, that last turn? Because here's what happened. I got up to 10 points in the last turn, but when the turn ended, um, they were both at 11. Okay. Uh, but technically, I was the first to get to ten. Uh, but they're like, "Oh, well, it's not a scoring round, so we're gonna when when the scoring round comes, it'll be 11. And I said, "Well, I um, I played Imperial, yeah, and uh, it let me play. Uh, it let me uh, get this uh, objective card, and that got me to ten. And Kevin's like, "Oh, well, I was reading the rules, and the Imperial action." counts as a scoring round oh so if someone hits 10 on the imperial <laughs> turn they win immediately and oh, no more wow. game and they both had nine at that point <laughs> so i'm like so they're like yeah and brandon's like oh i knew that i don't know why he wasn't huh, even thinking i wonder about that. why brandon didn't bring it up and then right and, then, and i'm like wait and kevin's like bill won and brandon's like bill did win congratulations I'm like, oh my god oh my god so I left Kevin's as as a total dejected loser, and I came home a champion, <laughs> and it felt so good. I so bet. good. Nothing feels more satisfying than winning that game by rules lawyering, <laughs> right? <laughs> After the fact, especially. Yes. Yeah. After I had a time to to go through most of the uh, the stages, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, I think I was denial. <laughs> no, I didn't. Actually, I never. I never denied it. I'm like, yeah, I yeah, totally lost that game. <laughs> the funniest part about it too was right before that, I was at eight, and they were both at nine, um, before the turn started, and we had to vote on this uh, law. This law came out, and we had to elect somebody during the political phase or whatever we had to elect somebody to take the card and earn a victory point okay well they both knew that they had two coming yeah um, that they could achieve two goals uh, over the next round i had eight points right so they're like um and so they're like <laughs> let bill have that Look at so this they both voted all, over there <laughs> everyone voted for me so i went into it with nine and then i picked imperials so that Kevin wouldn't be able to get an extra point for Mechatol Rex or whatever. Yeah. And um, that's the only reason I even took it. <laughs> and then I happened to be able to achieve another goal. So I'm like, oh, yay, fun. At least I got to 10 points. What? <laughs> so they actually voted me that's into hilarious. the victory without yeah. realizing it. So. And that's always such a close game at the end, too. So you're always barely, you could have. It's always like, I could have won in one yes. this way or the other. So that's yes. funny. Especially when you get that many points. Like if I was at like four points and everyone <laughs> yeah. else was like 12. Yeah. Guys, like, could have had it. Shut up. Yeah, no, you couldn't have. <laughs> if you'd have played better, <laughs> like a different race. Right. <laughs> completely differently and made alternate choices to every <laughs> single thing you did. Yes, you could have won. Yeah. Uh, I was really bummed I missed that uh, that game. 
It's too bad. Yeah, and this is a christening of uh, Kevin's copy. He's had this for a, quite a while. I think never since played it. Came it. Out, never played it. So it was but he probably knew open. the rules better oh, than any of us. Inside it out. Apparently, well, he got it at the end. <laughs> and I've played it a couple times. Brandon's played it yeah, five or six times yeah. at least. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's the TI4 story. That's that really took funny. place on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, technically 2020, but I'm going to kind of look back. It was our first game of the year. It was my <laughs> first game of the year, for sure. So, um, and I'm assuming it was also Brandon <laughs> and Kevin's <laughs> yeah. first game of the year. Maybe Kevin so, got an Arkham game into that morning or it, something. It's entirely possible. It's <laughs> entirely possible. So, um, so the rest of them that I played, I'm going to kind of hold off and try and fill in another Yeah. Uh, at the next week so uh we can get into what we're talking about our look back on this year um this was a great year 2019 obviously was a huge another big banner year for board games coming out a lot of great games came out um this was the year that space base took over our group and uh remains champion as far as I know, that has not been dethroned yet by anything else that uh, has played as consistently as that game is. Although it slowed down a little bit. It, it has slowed down recently. We also went through kind of a parade phase. That's true. That um, was a little before Space Base, wasn't it? Or is it? I guess they were kind of at the same time. It was a pretty, pretty similar times. I think parade may have been a little before Space Base. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything that was has been played with as much consistency uh, as space space and nothing even comes close. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is uh, the last few months of the year since Justin's been coming to board game group. Uh, there's been a lot of wingspan being played. Yes, that is. Um, and he totally blinged out his copy last week and he brought it. He has like the super expansion or whatever. And yeah, that but is... then he also like replaced the tokens and die and everything with like super powered ones or whatever. And no, that works, but um, he blinged out his copy of, of Wingspan, so that's been a, a big one. So yeah, well, that is Wingspan is probably in contention for Game of the Year. I was going to say, speaking of Game of the Year. Yeah, I would I would say, I mean, like, there's probably, I can't think of any other game that's gotten as much buzz and as much, like, exciting um, notoriety around it. I mean, geez, that expansion not came out. Not for the year. That mm-hmm. expansion came out, and it is not really changing the gameplay at all, and what shot off the shelves uh, people just really love the game, and it's a great game. It's a really fun experience. I mean, I've only played it twice, I think. Yeah, I think I played. I think I've played it three times. Two, yep. two okay. uh, maybe two. I think three. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. I don't. I don't have a copy, but um, I don't really need one because the yeah. only times I can play it are game night, and uh, that's right. when Justin is pretty consistent. <laughs> that's my days, thought so. too. I was. I almost bought it, and I was thinking like, oh, I bet Chili would like this game, but I just don't think I'd. Like, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to play, it's probably going to be at game night and there's definitely going to be a copy there. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Wingspan for sure, I think, is heavily in contention for game of the year. Um, yeah, I definitely have to ag- agree with that. Um, I I would personally put um, Jaws and Horrified on my list of uh, contenders for game of the year as well. Yeah, I I'd agree. Really, really thoroughly enjoyed both. Uh, horrified maybe a little bit more because I, I probably played it a little bit more um but i there's a lot of super unique things in jaws and that kind of brings up what we were talking about before yeah uh this is uh target target's on point this year well, yep. last year um they really took a chance on uh horrified and jaws which are both target exclusives and um i think both of those games have done amazing things for the hobby. It's gotten a lot more people into it. They've been great sellers for them. Uh, it's been awesome exposure for board gaming in general. Uh, I think 2019 has been the year, at least the biggest one boost so far that I've noticed in one particular year of uh, awareness for board gaming as a hobby yeah absolutely Um, i think more people are aware that modern board games exist now and i think that thanks to 2019 if you say oh i have a board game group you may get more oh like settlers of Catan, than you will uh, it's not settlers anymore it's just regular Catan. it's just oh like Catan or horrified uh, whereas you used to get oh like Monopoly yeah oh I'm I really or... love life yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's been really interesting watching that change over there. And I, f- I feel yeah. especially towards the later part of the year, you're seeing like news stories or little snippets of articles or just references to board gaming in the in just the popular culture that's out there that that are much more towards modern board games. And yeah, Target specifically, pretty amazing. I I have to give Target got to give got to give them a lot of credit for like seeing what's out there and really being like kind of an active vendor of games like because like barnes and noble has a good game selections but mm-hmm. For they sure. have they they have it seems to me like their business model is we've got a lot of games and then we hold them until they <coughs> until they won't sell anymore and then we drastically discount them yes target seems to have them but they go there's regular sales up and down throughout the yeah. year they seem to really manage their collection and try to get people they, they seem it. like they stock more evergreens yeah whereas i feel like uh barnes and noble goes a little more new hotness yeah what's hot right now yeah so, like, I would expect to find, like, Wingspan at yeah. Barnes & Noble, but I would not I expect it, to find that at Target. Yeah. Target, you're going to find <laughs> Catan. You're going to find uh, Ticket to Ride. You're going to several Ticket to Rides. Yeah. You're going to uh, find, like, Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, um, those kinds of things. Uh, Horrified, obviously, Jaws. Um, but partnering with Ravensburger this year with those two hits, Jaws and, Jaws and Horrified, were surprisingly good and uh, i cannot wait to see what they they do and especially with ravensburg it's such a big company and there's so many designs i'm sure that they have or are mm-hmm. working with that they can kind of tailor like like we were talking about this like what was right for target like horrified jaws specifically were enough recognizable enough that people will be interested even if you're a new gamer too the game style is engaging enough where it's a it's a very modern game but it's not super light and throwaway it's like man this is a really good game i'm really glad i own horrified i play yeah. this game a lot um and uh it's not like you know trolls or whatever that would be turn off to some people it's it's for unique themes yeah and and the themes are seem like they're very targeted towards what i feel like would be their ideal demographic uh which is um people are guys our age or mm-hmm. girls our age that are looking at it going oh jaws yeah that was i re- i remember jaws how retro and the cover's kind of retro like oh this will be yeah. fun this will be like a trip down memory lane and then they play it and they're like oh this oh man what is this yeah this is really really neat are is there other things like this and then horrified you know for a family that's like oh my six-year-old really likes scary stuff but ooh, not too scary not like blood scary but just <laughs> yeah. like Fun, campy, yeah, monster, yeah. scary. Oh, yeah. So it, it seems like it appeals, really, these these particular themes uh, really were on target. So, well. I, oh, there we no. go. <laughs> Puns. Yeah, I can't uh, wait. I'm, I I hope other big box stores or other stores in general, I, I we'll probably see it more and more as gaming gets more and more popular. Just kind of like video games back in the day, suddenly you'd see them everywhere, but... It's really great that Target is actively have actually having these exclusives where you have to you have to go there for I mean you can buy them online too but like Target is partnering in the right way they're not just like getting another giant crate of party games that they can get rid of eventually it's actually really quality games yeah. I I really love that I bought Horrified it was a it's such a good game and I get a lot of plays out of it and same with Jaws I I haven't bought that game but I, I a friend of ours has it and I would love to play the game anytime so really impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> All right. So what else is 2019 to you? What has well, been a my, defining characteristic? My 2019 game of the year. Oh. Um, I'm just going to toss it here right in the middle All of right, the episode. Get right into it. Um, is Dead Man's Cabal. Oh, I wonder if yeah. you're going to say that. And we've, we've talked about it. We've, we've talked about it in, in length. I'm not going to go through it again. Yep. But um, Dead Man's Cabal by Pandasaurus Games. Uh, I, Daniel Newman was the, uh, the designer. And uh, this game will absolutely blew me away. Uh, and in case you didn't realize that from previous praise that I've lavished on it, um, Dead Man's Cabal is just I, I I was literally blown away. Yeah, uh, it was so much fun. I played it probably I probably played it ten times. Um, all That's in fun, super fun. Yeah. yeah, which for me I don't tend to go excessive on games even games i love i'll be like oh yeah i've played that a whole three times (laughs) (laughs) yeah what's next um but it it uh just kept bringing me back and bringing me back and it's so well produced and it's just i i the choices are amazing it has some of the best decisions i think some of the most 
kind of rot decisions where yeah. you're like, okay, I need this, this, and that, this other person, because everything you do that's, you know, for a public action is, is kind of impacts other people. Yeah. What are they waiting for? And do I need it as badly as he needs it? Uh, and, and so it's kind of can really uh, such good choices and any game that makes me, uh, gives me even the remotest bit of, uh, analysis paralysis of AP just, uh, is, is, is good. Yeah. Because even games that are really AP prone, I don't normally get them because by the time it comes to me, I've kind of been running it through my head and I, I really, I, the way I play games is especially the first time or two that I play them. I just want to see what it's about. What does this do? Yeah, what does yeah, that do? Exactly. Play with the mechanisms. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not doing the math. Uh, I'm not Spencer. <laughs> who's who's a math teacher very in mathematically high inclined math teacher yes um i'm not the guy who sits there and maps out okay that could give me seven but if i do this and this that could give me nine but then that would take me one extra action what could i do in the, uh, okay who yeah. cares hey i'm just gonna do that yeah. what would and be see fun? what happens yeah um but the closest i come to analysis paralysis i think is is in dead man's cabal and that says something so uh, if you have not played it or seen it, uh, I highly recommend it. It's not super pricey, it's uh, but you get a lot of bang for your buck, and yeah. I I really really enjoyed it. So that's my game of the year, Dead Man's Cabal. I can see Penn that. Stars. I agree with what you're saying about there's it's analysis paralysis in the best way because every decision, even if a decision you you decide to go through that's maybe not your ideal, it's still really fun to engage with the game. There's mm-hmm. just so many fun ways to get to your goal um through that game i mean just the collection of is it femurs the bones that you're or uh, uh I, whatever it is i think is it leg bones? i think they're hip bones or like uh hip hip and uh femurs yeah so because it has it's it has that socket whole, or it's the, the whole femur the and it has yeah it has the the ball for uh for that that yeah. hip bone there that's, <laughs> that you uh, collect those are just fun to collect and play with and yeah. manage that resource and the skulls is really important. yeah and it's super well produced yeah They're really <laughs> really well produced they could have easily just made those tokens or for sure yeah cubes or something like that it wouldn't have been nearly as as cool uh, they really went thematic on it and uh, i just think uh, i I don't even know how you'd improve upon it. Yeah, it's just great. It's it's a great interplay of actions and that all that feels really clean. Like uh, a lot of games that get that complicated. I mean, the gameplay itself isn't complicated, but the every, the way how things interact. There's a lot of boards that interact with each other in there's different ways. There's a lot ways. of moving parts. And a lot of times that can feel like you hit a wall with something. You know, in, in your play, you're like, oh, well, that didn't work. And it's just like, damn it. Well, I feel like I wasted a turn. I didn't feel like I ever wasted a turn on that. I feel like I could have played turns better maybe. But right. I definitely got something out of that each turn. And I could use whatever happened for the next turn always. And so really, really cool design. Very satisfying and a, and a very impressive design for so many moving parts. Yeah, yeah. It kind of, I, I know it shouldn't, but it's sort of like I, I, I get the same kind of vibe as I do when I play Zulkin. Sure. In that I feel like a lot of what you're doing is kind of setting up for future turns. I yeah. do this and I do this and then, then I'm going, okay, my next turn I can do, this is my private action. This is the public action. Now, wh- is there a lineup here? I can get that to be the public action. And then somebody else makes that the public action before you. And you're like, ah, so now it can't be. <laughs> so what do I do here? Do I, what's the second best option for that? And so it, it kind of has that with all the moving parts, it sort of reminds me of, uh, of the same kind of cadence. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Sulkin, yeah. So, uh, what's what do we, what's your game of the year? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, a game of the year, I guess, would be hard for me. Oh, I don't know if I have a game of the year. <laughs> Wingspan was a close second for me. Yeah, but even Wingspan, it's not like it's a game of the year, but it's not necessarily my game of the year. <laughs> you know, I feel like um, I don't know. 2019 for me was a lot of playing games, and I feel like my collection has been more. Home, more um, focused this year where I'm sort of, sort of like it's been I've like less I'll buy any game and more like these are specifically the games that I know I will like based on what I know about them and I'm probably going to put them in my collection so I've been a lot more choosy and so I feel like this year has just been more of experimenting with certain genres that I know I'm, I'm like or certain mechanisms that I know I'm really going to like and um, you know picking those up and playing those or experimenting with those so there hasn't really been one game that's been like this has been amazing and blew my mind more than any other game but uh, I just really like what's what designers have done this year or what's come out this year. I just feel like, man, the games are so well designed lately, especially a lot of the AAA titles. They are just impressively designed. Um, 
game that I really did like, although I don't know if it's 2019 now that I know I say it, is uh, Pioneer Days. I'd like to play that more. That was the Oregon Trail game. Um, in fact, I know it's not 2019 now that I say it aloud. Uh, but I got it this year. It came out in 2017. And uh, that's one that I've been playing a lot this year. Or I haven't been playing a lot, but I want to play a lot. Um, other than that, I'd say my game of the year, maybe. It's probably Horrified, to be honest, if I had to pick one. Just because nice. that one surprised me so much. And I've played that so much. So That was a big shock to me. The first time, I, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Huh. So... We've, we talked a bunch about it a second ago, but I just the thing that I love about it is it's immensely scalable in difficulty, which is really impressive to me for a game that can be very simple and straightforward for kids. Um, but you can incorporate different monsters and <laughs> different amounts of monsters and then different types of monsters interplay differently together. I've never I haven't played a game like that lately that hits its theme perfectly. Like sometimes like the first time we played it, we killed Dracula with the stakes you can kill Dracula with any red item. We just happen to have the stakes. And we're just like, ah, and enemy is garlic. <laughs> and it's, so it's just, but it's designed that way to make the odds of that happening higher. Right. Um, so I just, I just really am always impressed by little things of that game. Uh, the game's design whenever I play it and just, it just blows my mind how much thought went into the minutia of that game. Yeah. My favorite part uh, really about horrified is uh, how each monster is an entirely different puzzle. Yeah. They it it doesn't play the same at all, For and sure, you yeah. can have different combinations and make completely different games, um, just just based on the monsters that you choose, and just kind of what you're going after and how you're defeating each monster is uh, is just its own unique puzzle, and they're all fun to play. Yeah. Like I, did, I haven't played any that I was like, ugh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably the least interesting one to play is Dracula. Yeah, he's the most basic for sure. You know, yeah. But it's still, you want to include him because it is it is fundamental and it's basic and it's it, it kind of gives you a little more straightforwardness Yeah, well, and he makes sometimes. you go to the corners of the board, too, yeah. where you might not have to go otherwise. For sure. Um, so. Yeah, I list that, like, my favorite lately is the Frankenstein and, Fra- and the Bride of Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster. Sorry, everyone. Uh, and Bride of Frankenstein's monster um, that you have to keep them apart. They're on the board and you can't have them close to each other because they'll go crazy and attack each other until you teach them humanity <laughs> and then they can fall in love. And I just love that too where it's not always about just killing the monster. Sometimes it's about like finding a serum to save the wolfman so he doesn't go crazy because he's an instant guy that got infected. And getting, teaching... getting evidence together to, yeah, to, to arrest, arrest the invisible the man. Invisible man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I love that. Yeah, it really does a great job of capturing each monster in a, in a very unique way that feels like, really feels like you can get into their story. So yeah, actually, no, the more I talk about it, I think Horrified is my game of the year. Nice, nice. A um, couple other no- notable games that we've already mentioned uh, that did come out in 2019, uh, Bees the Secret Kingdom did, um, uh, Wingspan, uh, Animal Kingdoms that I was talking about came out uh, 2019. Um, our most controversial game of, uh, well, I'm not even going to say of 2019. I'm going to say our most controversial game ever in the history of the world. Well, in the history of our <laughs> friendship. Of our, yeah, um, of our world. Happened, it, it came out in 2019. That's the, the, Ragusa the Ragusa incident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As we like to call it. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ragusa came out in 2019. And I think ultimately uh, it, it has my... Uh, my endorsement and my seal of approval. I think it was uh, a valuable addition to the year. Yeah, yeah. Ragusa was. Uh, yeah, that was. I was. <laughs> Ragusa something, and I. I completely turned around on after a replay of that for sure, and I think it's definitely worth a look. Um. Uh. The other. The other thing that happened this year for me personally was was really great. Is my son uh, turned six, and this year has been a really fun year of him. Um, being old enough to really understand core game concepts. You know, when he's younger, it's sort of like, oh, I just want to play with the pieces. But this year, it's been really amazing to see Isaac. Um, I could put almost any game in front of him and he'll like at least get the basic of what you're trying to do. Like he'll get hand management to a degree. He'll mm-hmm. get um, like set collection and stuff like that. He'll get goals within board games. He'll get the base strategy of what a board game is. And so it's been really fun this year to be able to put games on the table that are above his 
level of ability, but we'll engage with them and try to see how we can play them. And for the most part, like he's been, he can play quacks like nobody's business. Obviously, the grander strategy is hard for him. Right. He needs a little coaching, but he just got right into that game and immediately kind of got hmm. what it is. So it kind of feels like you're playing with a not a seasoned gamer, but an experienced gamer to a degree where he just sort of gets the beats of a board game. And that's been just so fun this year. It's been a really exciting time for us to be able to play games at home with him and be able to at least experience them to a degree any yeah. pretty much any game well quacks did win uh the spiel des Yaris last year um I yeah say last year i mean the year before 2018 yeah um yeah. so and that's for the best uh family weight game so mm -hmm. that's uh a definitely it, it's it's interesting to hear that that yeah because as a a board gamer i really enjoy it yeah uh, but obviously on a different level um than he does but it's interesting to hear that that will translate well to even even kind of a younger audience yeah so, uh yeah quack's a good one um we uh we recommended uh res arcana earlier <laughs> in the uh in the season yep. to uh to our listeners and uh our buddy cory and delora of uh of uh concept what's, medley what's concept medley um Went and bought it, and uh, he really, really enjoyed it. So uh, that came out in 2019. Um, yeah, contentious he, recommendations. Some people yes. <laughs> did not like that game yes. at all. It it was, I I'm hot and cold on it. It was <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the play of it. Um, I thought it was good for what it was. Um, it it wasn't necessarily my cup of tea, but uh, it's a good game. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, but then he turned around and recommended Victorian Masterminds to me, which also came out in 2019, and uh, I've really, really enjoyed that one. I really like that game. Yeah, so a lot. Uh, also a 2019 game. So um, my most played 2019 game, probably, except for maybe Dead Man's Cabal, uh, would be Taverns of Teeth and Tall. Oh. So uh, that one finally released in English uh, a few months ago, and uh, I probably played it nine or ten times and really, really enjoyed it. Really liked it. It feels to me uh, because it's it's uh, Friedman Freeze. Freeze. That's his name, right? I think so. I can't remember. Um, so it's the the guy who did uh, Quacks. So and it basically is kind of an extension of quacks it's quacks 2.0 it's evolved into uh rather pulling out of a bag you're building a deck um and it really takes a lot of those beats and that works so well with quacks and expands on them uh and i really 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 liked it um i was disappointed the um the dice tower did a review tom did a review uh of it uh maybe a couple weeks ago and really did not like it. Uh, but I noticed he was talking about um, it has modules, and he played with a few of the modules, and they kind of add some stuff. And uh, we played with all of the modules from game one. Like, a, from just, we never played without all of the modules. And um, I can imagine without some of those things those extra things going on that it may seem really really basic like super basic yeah uh and so i can kind of understand some of his criticisms uh if you get taverns of teeth and tall uh go ahead and include all of the modules right from the get-go from from your first game uh they are all easy to follow none of them are overly complex or anything like that um but i i really really enjoyed it uh a lot it was uh I liked Quacks a lot, but this is kind of what I hoped Quacks would become. Sure. And it did. Uh, so that's 2019. That's uh, the Taverns of Teeth and Tall. Another one that uh, came out in 2019, a notable game that does not has not gotten much in the way of, uh, well, of any sort of recognition, uh, was by AEG, and it was Atelier, the Painter's, the painter's oh, Studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we recommended this one on our show not too long ago, and uh, one of our buddies from Instagram, We Weapon X, um, bought it and uh, really, really enjoyed it on our based on our recommendation. And I think that's really cool when you can hear from somebody that, you know, you 
you said, hey, yeah. take a chance on this. And, and they, they do. And, and actually it turns out that they enjoy it. That was such a surprise, um, too. That was another really surprise game. But I think we said it looked like a museum gift shop. It it does, yeah. Think he would buy, and I bought it based on an actual law video where he kind of went over it, and it wasn't even a flattering review. Uh, he was like, uh, it just explained how it flowed and everything, and he's like, it's not my kind of game. Um, but I'm like, that's my kind of yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. Um, all those mechanisms. So I went and bought it, and. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. I've uh, I, I liked it a lot, and I will definitely be playing again. But that came out in 2019 as well. Yeah, and uh, really cool game. Lo- yeah, great theme too. I love when they uh, I love whenever they can incorporate classical art without hitting you over the head with it. Right. And this game just sort of incorporates sort of the beauty of these masterpieces that you are painting, and it feels more like you're collecting them. <laughs> but right. yeah, and you are. But um, but it also feels like you are. I, I love the fact that you're sending your apprentices to the market and getting these colors, and it's a little bit of a jockeying for position about getting yellow, which is sort of funny. But um, it really does feel like you're kind of in that world in a very light, light, light way of uh, being in that master painter world of, um, you know, painting these masterpieces, and, and you're surrounded by beautiful art in the whole t- time you're playing. For sure, for sure. And um, the 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 thing, what, usually when you see, like, quote-unquote classics, classic right. art in games... <laughs> You can kind of tell that it's because they, you know, that these are in the public domain right. and they didn't want to pay royalties <laughs> yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I feel like this actually, this theme actually made sense to yeah. have these kind of classic It works really uh, well. Arts in there. So I, I, I really thought that was uh, worth mentioning. This year is a very underrated, underappreciated game. Um, and I have one more for 2019 that I got on Kickstarter that uh, I know a few other people have gotten on Kickstarter. It was a big Kickstarter, and um, this is a very cool, very well-produced game, um, and I believe it is getting something in the way of, of larger distribution, so you may see this like online and in stores and stuff, and that's Rival Restaurants. Oh, okay. Which uh, I believe plays up to six or seven, um, and is you're all chefs kind of competing in like an Iron Chef kind of competition, and so you, there's like a shopping phase where you shop for stuff and the recipes that you prepare and you uh, all the the chefs you have a whole ton of chefs you can choose from and they all have special powers and um you have you can have different types of restaurants that specialize in different types of food and so it's uh it it's light it's very cartoony and the art's just really cool and, and cartoony and over the top and uh the gameplay is uh some parts of it are real time which i don't necessarily love but it works in this uh, just for this one phase of the the game kind of mimics that whole manic shopping you know you've got when they're yeah. like you have five minutes to find all your ingredients and you're like where's coconut oil <laughs> and instead you find peanut oil and you're like that'll do or you find a coconut and you're like i'll just squeeze it or whatever they do <laughs> on the show crash it with my yeah. hand um but it, it very much has that feel it's it's very cool looking and uh that's that's rival restaurants i thought i'd give that a shout out um on this episode speaking of restaurant games another restaurant themed game that i really really enjoyed uh, is born to serve i really really oh, loved born to serve yes. uh, the superhero server game um where we're each individual superheroes but you're battling to um run meal service at a restaurant and uh just a fun silly theme a really good um good just great art design and uh the game itself is just really really fun i really loved how they um it really, once again, kind of feels like a busy, busy restaurant that you're trying to service, but also service better than your compatriots so you can get the best tips and the best yeah. tables and the best bonuses and stuff like that. So that was such a fun, such a fun game and a really, really clever theme. Yes. And a 2019 game. Yep, yes. 2019 game. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Kind of almost forgotten about that one a little yeah. bit. Uh, very cool. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that one a lot. So that's, I haven't really played it. We haven't really played it yeah it's been a while yeah uh but i I played it with you we played it at game night a few times and i played it with uh, larry and ellie so uh i've definitely gotten gotten some plays on it (laughs) i I enjoyed it quite a bit yeah good good call on that one i'd kind of forgotten about that one so that is kind of it on my list of 2019 
games uh, that specifically came out in 2019. What do you what do you think was your best, most memorable gaming experience of 2019? <laughs> you know, good good or bad. This game this game didn't come out in 2019, but we played it in 2019. No, no, it did. I think the Arkham Horror Third Edition. Um, that came out. Oh, it did. I, yeah, yeah I'm pretty that came, sure that's came out this year. Yeah, yeah. that was I had a huge. I had a blast <laughs> when we played that. Um, that was a real fun experience just to see what they did with the third edition and how much they changed. And um, they changed a lot, and it really made that game tighter and a lot more referential. They're not referential, but they used some things about Arkham Horror LCG that I really enjoyed um, to make it kind of the best of all the Arkham experiences sort of concentrated into one. I, I had a, that was one of my favorite gameplays this year. Well, nice. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed that one as well, but there's one <coughs> game experience that really reigns above all others okay. for 2019 for me personally. Okay. And that was watching out of the airlock as you exploded. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Nemesis. Oh, that was pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> into space flames that, or whatever they are. That probably has to take it for most epic yes, that game was, for sure. That was my favorite experience was game <laughs> was experience pounding this year. On the, cursing yes, you. <laughs> was Nemesis. Just from the sheer theatrics of oh, it man. and the, the way it ended was so down to the wire and it was so like, I can picture... A movie with that plot and not oh, be totally. disappointed, yeah. you know, in, in how that turned out. It was so thematic and so theatrical and just so themey and just dripping with with every like every step I took in that yeah. game. I was tense and it just uh, to me that is what that defines a gaming experience to me. Yeah, like and that that takes the cake for me. That was Nemesis. Nemesis is what uh, for. Uh, for Forbidden Realm or uh, oh the publisher or, yeah um, something realms Forgotten uh, Realm uh, uh, I always forget too let me look it up um, yeah Nemesis was I, I agree wholeheartedly Awaken Realms Awaken Realms um, yes I knew there was a realm in there yeah. somewhere <laughs> one of the realms yeah that was great I mean it's been called the uh, the, the aliens basically as a board game alien as a board game and it is very much. But man, it does it really well. I love how you can to you can really bring your own attitudes and expectations to your own character. On that game, I was uh, <laughs> proudly cowardly because I was not a fighter, but it worked well. I think I I actually serviced my team as well as I could within my cowardice, even though I had to run away a few times. Um, and uh, the ending, like you said, it was just wow. It was such a an epic down to the wire amazing like oh man they're so tense and so satisfying even though i did not survive it was such a fun progression of events to the actual ending of the game um that was probably the best play of the year for sure yeah i was that was a good one reminds me the uh because you're talking about arkham horror third edition that we played um you were also the cowardly one in that one too weren't you <laughs> I, mean, I think like, I, mean, I remember every time a fight would start you'd be oh, like oh yeah i definitely wasn't the fighter like, in that one yeah i'm deucing out <laughs> <laughs> you guys got this no i wasn't uh, i think i was the yeah i was the urchin the orphan in that one and i was not the fighter i was more support but I mean, maybe that's my thing this year i've been really exploring uh not running running away from fights and and supporting in other ways, and and I've found some a lot of fun that way. Nice, yeah. Those were two. That's two fantastic, fantastic ones. Yeah, Nemesis. Just every time I think about 2019, that's the the big one that just yeah jumps out at me. I, I also really really enjoyed Arkham Horror Third Edition. We should we should definitely play that again. Yeah, yeah. We I'd like to get um uh the um uh, like oh, I always forget the name the Drift System. What's the name of that game? Scion. Scion. Yeah. Uh, into the drift system. I really would like to get that played this year as well for another epic space adventure. But I would love to play Nemesis again, um, <laughs> just just to see <laughs> just to see how it played out uh, for everyone. Because who died? When did um, Jeff die? Jeff died. He he died pretty early. Yeah, he, he did die early. He <laughs> was so he, bad. like repairing engines or something. Yeah. but it didn't it was, even need to repair them, right? Because they were already something like that, right? Like it's it was, random whether or not they're damaged. Yeah, because you have random um, and random goals too. Like we yeah. were going towards the other goal anyway, and yeah. yeah, and he 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 bit it early, and uh, 
And it just sort of just sat out. Confirm to Jeff how co-op games are not his. Yes, he does <laughs> not like co-op games, and that's I, I understand why he's yeah. just not good at them, I guess. <laughs> um, but the uh, I, I'd be interested in playing it again, but uh, not playing the Xenomorphs. Maybe playing a different type of alien. See, like how that feels versus the aliens. Is it as thematic? Is it is yeah. it the fact that it's the Xenomorphs that? really uh brings the tension or are there it, it would it be j- as effective with other races i'd i'd like to see i'd like to play that yeah i i i agree well what else could we could we cover of 2019 i think it's a, it was a really fun gaming year i'm excited to see what comes next year um what game will knock space base off its it's yes. uh pedestal hey, we, we launched uh we launched roasted games yeah that's true started yeah. up wrote this little thing that we're doing right now yeah when was that was that july june something like that yeah it was it was over the summer yeah i <laughs> should know that i guess but so yeah this has been a lot of fun so i'm really it's been really neat in uh kind of uh reaching out to the community and other designers and then talking to them so i'm really excited to see what who we can talk to this year and what other communication and interactions we can have this year yes and we definitely are planning this year um we're planning giveaways we're planning contests we're planning uh more interviews yes. uh, with with designers with publishers we want to get uh even with other gamers we want to get uh just we want to pick brains we want to know what's out there we uh we're both very very into this hobby very integrated into it but there's still a million things out there we want to know about yeah. and want to hear about and want to bring to you guys so um if you have any specific requests, uh, please, please reach out to us. Um, let us know what you want to hear because ultimately you're listening to us talk. So we may as well talk about something that you're interested in. <laughs> so uh, you can you can get us on Twitter uh, or Instagram at Roasted Games One. Um, you can, let's see, you can email us at um, Roasted Games CO at gmail.com you can go to our website roasted.games uh you could go to ease-drop.com and look for roasted games uh there and there's a feedback form you can give to us you can also find us on facebook just search for roasted games you'll see our logo we're the ones with the dice that are on fire <laughs> that's um and yeah that's uh it's exciting we're, we're looking at potentially uh hitting up a few conventions this year so hopefully we'll yeah. we'll see it some of those keep an eye on twitter and instagram and facebook for uh for more updates on that and uh just let us know what you're doing and what you like and what you don't like yep yeah we're excited for this year like bill said we've got a lot of interesting and fun stuff planned and we're excited to share it with you and get your feedback and and uh, hear from you guys so until the next episode the uh the, the uh, i guess the actual 2020 in 2020 first episode thank you guys for listening and uh we will catch you on the next one bye